Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the run dot down here on the Strickland, the run dot down, the Strickland post game show to uh, the Knicks game. Knicks lose 127 123 in regulation. No, that is not an overtime score. That is a regulation basketball score in the year of our Lord 2022. Um, but yeah, the Knicks lose. This loss was, I would say, much more palatable than the loss versus the Trailblazers, seeing as the Trailblazers game, we were up and we lost the lead. And a lot of things happened that shouldn't have happened. Um, but we won't talk about that game anymore because that post game had me absolutely drained. But we'll talk about this game. This game was much more enjoyable, I will say. A lot more positive things to get at. Um, still some issues here and there that we will address. But um, yeah. I mean, another 30-point game from Jalen Brunson, 35-9, and um, establishing himself as one of the better guards in the East, I would say, at this point, um, with a consistent run of 30-point games. Um, He absolutely took over again, once again, in the fourth quarter. I believe he had more than, like, I want to say more than 14 points in the fourth quarter. I think he had 16. 16? Okay, yeah, so 16 points in the fourth quarter. He absolutely took over. He had the ball at all moments that every fan wanted him to have the ball, so there's no complaints there. I mean, he didn't get the shots to go, but, I mean, the fact that he had the ball in his hands and he got two pretty decent looks was pretty respectable, and, you know, I I'm, I can't be pissed at that. Um, yeah. He's also played with one quad. Like, yes. He was a game he, he was a game and he also twisted his ankle in, the, in like, the first yeah. quarter. The fact that he was able to gut that game out, like, and – bring us to the point where we had to lead at one point. Like, you can't say anything more about him. Uh, clearly an all-star this year. I don't even think there's much debate. Like, I feel like after, I want to say, Cle- the Cleveland backcourt and Halliburton, he's right there. Like, three 30-point games in a row. First time in his career he's ever done that. Very efficient 30 points as well on only 19 shots. 12 free throw attempts as well. Like, what doesn't he do? Unfortunately, he didn't win us the game tonight, but again, playing with, through injury and... Yeah, I feel like if he's healthy, I think they win this game. But, like, cannot say more about Jalen Brunson. Um, I think he's starting to enter that star conversation. I feel like he's on the precipice. I feel like I want to see this last a little bit longer. But he's right there, man. Like, he he, he feels like he could be, like, a 23, 24, and 7 or 8 kind of guy. And, like, he's just finding his footing now. And you're, see, you're starting to see him, like, take control of the offense the way that I think a lot of people envisioned him taking control of the offense when he was signed. And so far, so good. Just cannot complain more about him. Uh, yeah, just great game from him. Another great game from him. Yeah, um, a good game, great game from him. Um, much improved. Oh, you know, let's get to Mitch. I think Mitch's paint presence is something that we need to highlight. Um, definitely much improved game today. 16 and seven had five blocks tonight. Um, there was some issues with rebounding and boxing out that, you know, were evident, not just among him, but among the whole team, I would say. Um, and that's an issue that everyone on this roster needs to clean up because that, I felt like that led to a lot of extra points that Memphis probably shouldn't have had tonight. Um, but yeah, he had a, Pretty, he had a really great game defensively in terms of like being a help defender on um, mid on um, Morant's drives, especially in the first quarter, in the first half. Um, um, and that was due to like Grimes being able to like somewhat stifle him and then Mitch being able to come over and help. That was really impressive. Um, yeah, so I thought he did a good game. He had a good game today. Um, but yeah, how'd you feel I about think- Mitch? Until the fourth quarter, he was their best player tonight. His ability to just, like, affect drives, his ability to create second-chance opportunities, his ability to stifle guards, bigs, wings, whoever it is, with his help defense was incredible tonight. Again, he had 16 points, seven rebounds, four offensive rebounds, which is a good night for Mitch, probably not as good as he wanted to be against Steven Adams, but still, he was able to contribute. And five blocks. Five blocks, like... Mitch, Mitch Robinson did his job tonight, and this is what you expect from Mitch Robinson. He got to the line seven times as well, so he, being able to put pressure on the defense, being able to create those opportunities with his lobs and his dunks, 
not much more you can say about him tonight. He did what he needed to do. He was a plus this game, and he was one of three pluses with uh, Quickly and Cam. So clearly, like he was able to make an impact, and yeah, can't can't say much more about him. He was fantastic tonight. Yeah. Um, on to the other player that had a much way more improved game. Um, RJ Barrett, 22, seven and four. Um, he definitely looks like he saw some of the threads that were going around on Twitter, saw some of the criticism about his reads on drives way better today. Nine, um, 50% from the field. Um, didn't take as many, my fucking box score can scroll over. I hate NBA app. This is like NBA app. If you you're probably not watching the people that make this app or work on it. If you're watching, this app stinks. It it absolutely it, it, reeks. It does. I hate it. it I hate it. it. it but anyways, yeah. It's he, he took six threes. Um, hit two of them. I mean, the whole team couldn't shoot basically today, so I'm not really gonna harp on that too much for him. But I will say that the decision making on the drives was much much better today. I think he, he looks like he made a concerted effort to start the game off with drives that were leading to passing out to open shooters. Um, today, shooters just didn't convert. That's going to happen. So you can't be mad that there, but you can be happy with the process, which was way better today. Um, and that's all, that's all everyone was basically asking for basically after, after the end of the um, last game, um, especially the, the times where he drove and there were multiple bodies and there were guys open that wanted to shoot or needed to shoot or could shoot. That would have probably helped us win the game. But yeah, I definitely liked his process today and you can see it in the results that it was definitely much better. Yeah. I felt like he played a really strong game today. Again, as you highlighted the passing, he had four assists tonight, only two turnovers. Uh, I felt like he was more active, uh, especially more active on fighting for rebounds and stuff like that. I feel like he was more active. He still got a couple of plays where he got beat back door defensively, and he was still not rotating out the shooters as well as I would like them to be, but it was an improvement over the last couple of weeks. So ultimately speaking, slow and steady. An efficient, efficient 20, you'll take it. Hopefully the defense takes a leap, but I feel like offensively he was on his shit tonight, which is all you want to see him be. And... Yeah, can't really complain about that. Definitely. Um, number 30, Mr. Randall. Um, 14, 10, and 9. Only took nine shots today. Wow. Yeah, but he didn't he Four, wasn't nine. a problem. I didn't I didn't really have a problem with um him. I mean, defensively is always gonna be some things that he needs to clean up. But I thought he played. I feel like I feel like his deep I thought his defense in the fourth was okay. I feel like he was able to I think he had like one bad read, but other than that, like he was able to stonewall like Jared actually hit the hoop a few times. He was able to like intercept some passing lanes. I feel like he played fine. Like, of course, obviously you want to see him be a little bit more stingy. That didn't happen, but uh yeah, he played fine tonight. He played within his role, got to the line six times. Uh yeah, like when he doesn't he did he played within the full of the offense tonight. I just wish he hit um more shots, but as you can see, like three or four from two. And one of five from three. I wish he would have taken more two pointers, but then again, like nobody in the team could hit threes tonight. So I'm not really gonna harp on it too much, like you said. And yeah. I think the big problem though was like falling falling on that loss. Yes, I did not like, that I did gave not like them that, that gave them extra points that we did not need to give them because every gave, Knicks game has become a shootout lately. Like we are like I don't know what it is, what's the score been like lately, but like where team scoring like a hundred and like I want to say ten plus against us lately these last couple games like it's been like Maybe. something it, consistently yeah, like that and it's it's annoying but like yeah we did like that fouling of Aldama was just unnecessary it gave them extra points um but yeah I mean hopefully you know you live and you learn from those moments I mean we've seen Julius go through those those moments a lot where teams or players will get under his skin especially a, a role player will get under his skin and it bothers him and it leads to him yeah, making Johnson. yeah makes him yeah. it leads to him making a, a mistake like that so you know he has to learn yeah, to control I, that maybe some more meditating some more smiling you know the good stuff yeah i do want to say that like i did like his passing this, this game i felt like he was able to find people really effectively 
And I feel like he was passing out of dots a lot more than he usually would. That pass to Cam in the fourth was key right there. Yeah, and he I think he had an, almost another one. And that would have been Brunson, I'm not sure. But there was another pass to Cam in the corner where like, he catches it, takes a 3D, misses it. But again, I feel like the offense was clicking tonight. I feel like it was a really good process on, from everybody, really. I feel like there was a really good process across the board. And if they can play like that offensively every night, hopefully they hit more threes. But in the second half, they were hitting their threes. It was really just that first half was just... Man, that first half shooting-wise, like, they played so much better than Memphis, but Memphis was just able to hit their shots, and the Knicks weren't able to. And I feel like that kind of what hurt them. That and the rebounding. Yeah, the rebounding was bad. Like, the rebounding was bad, has been bad. Um, Granted, Steven Adams is still one of the best offensive rebounders in the league, but, like, you have one of the best offensive rebounders in the league as well, and I feel like the team should be better defensive rebounding than they are. I don't know if it's the increased pace. I don't know if it's just like a lack of like boxing out and hustle. Might be column A, column B, but like, I mean, yeah, I would have wanted to see the defensive rebounding tick up. And I feel like it's the reason why their defense has been so bad lately because they're not ending possessions and they're giving teams second opportunities. Yeah. Um, lastly, of the starters, Quentin Grimes, again, another solid game. I would, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the shooting boom yeah. to happen so badly because like when it happens, it's just going to like, I feel like the offense is already pretty good, but like when that happens, it's just going to open up so much more for the offense because it opens up more for his drives, which have already been great. Um, the playmaking again, once again, is popping off the screen. I mean, the the attacking of closeouts and then dishing off to Mitch down low or dishing off to whoever's down low has been really something that is. Um... <laughs> I just saw, I just saw that comment, <laughs> but um, yeah, Grimes, Grimes is playmaking is definitely popping. I'm just waiting for the three point shooting to um really yeah. start exploding. And then that's when we could really get things going. His defense was key to stifling yeah. John Morant in the first half. I wonder why he didn't go back to it. I, I know Cam was rolling. Yeah, I, I kind of thought like he just wanted to roll with Cam because Cam had like. And I respect you know, that because that's but something we criticized him for in the past. Like, I don't know who you take out in that scenario, though. That's the problem. Like, do you want to put RJ at the four? No. Um, it's a tricky like, situation, though. Yeah, like that's a situation where I was like, I can't get mad at Tibbs because everybody on, that was on the court at the time made sense. And it was, it was a productive lineup. And they're trying to go and they need offense. And Grimes wasn't giving you anything tonight offensively he was giving you a lot of playmaking he was giving you a really good energy and hustle but cam was hitting his shots and we can talk about cam a little bit later but cam was hitting his shots he had that big shot that big three like after i think Ja hit that three cam came right back with the three that was a really big shot um his energy and hustle was great as well so yeah i can't get mad at him not playing grimes but at the same time, I do feel like Grimes should have been out there, especially down the stretch when Cam was. Well, see, see you know what, you know what a good coach would have done would have staggered their minutes more a little bit in the fourth quarter, because I feel like that's something that because I don't know how many minutes straight did Cam play in the fourth quarter. I think he might have played the entire fourth. See, that's I could check. That's the thing. I would have staggered a little bit more. Maybe that would have thrown one of their one of them off their rhythm or something. But uh, yeah, he played. Yeah, he played the entire fourth. Yeah. I mean, his his offense was great, but his defense against Ja, I feel like that's something that Grimes was playing um, much better in um, in that situation. So, yeah. Um, yeah, before we get to comments, once again, everybody's favorite part of the shows. If I can find the tab that has it open. Too many tabs open. All right. Let's pull this up. course my internet there we go nba fans the wait is over basketball is back so tip off the season with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba new customers can make any five dollar nba money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins check this out in addition to the usual bets everyone can boost their winnings up to 100 percent with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays go to the DraftKings sportsbook app Opt in and stepped up and place a stepped up same game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Let's see what's tomorrow's matchups. Ooh, interesting matchups. Um, wow. Where do I even start? Um, King Suns. 
take the Aaron Fox um over in points. Um yeah, he'd keep going crazy. I would take the over. Take what are Sabonis' assists? Probably take the over in that too. Yeah, I would take that too. Um and let's see. I would take man, Cameron Payne's been on a roll. Which is nasty. Without Chris Paul. So you might want to look into that. Um, I feel like this is going to be a high-paced game. Two teams that have been respectably rolling lately. The Kings just recently had a winning streak snapped, and the Suns have been pretty above water since Chris Paul's been out. So, you know, there might be a lot of points in this game too if you just want to take a couple guys overs. But definitely take De'Aaron Fox and maybe Cameron Payne for starters there. And then go from there. Uh, Maybe take the over in the total too. I don't know what the total is going to be at, but whatever the total is at, maybe take the over. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Let's get to some comments. All right, here we go. Brian Benjamin. Although OB offense isn't going there, there's no question to the amount of effort he plays with on both ends as opposed to RJ30. This comment was left at 647. Wow, this was super early in the game. Wow. Man. This was like the this was like the second quarter or something. This might have been actually <laughs> the like, yeah, this might have been like the second quarter. Yeah, that definitely has to be before that ha- that has to be before the um second quarter or uh, the third quarter because like that third quarter where basically Brendan Clark and Jared Dusty Jr. took turns on Obi Toppin. Yeah, it was, it was like rough. that was lost them. That lost them the game. Because straight a, up, like she could not stop them. And Brandon Clark was literally stunning him. That's a game where we probably go. To, we probably need to go to Sims in that moment. Yeah, I I do not understand the Hartenstein and Obi um Obi minutes. I think they played together at some point, and I'm like, why? Why is Sims not playing against Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. Especially when you need switch defense, and they're not using Hartenstein correctly. I don't get this idea. Why? Like, why is Sims not? Playing it was either? pick and roll at 55 so many times in that third. Literally, it was, they treated him like Cantor. They treated him like Cantor, but for whatever reason, they just did not decide to. I don't care what Dibs' philosophies are on like rotations. He played Deuce in like like he gave Deuce the Frank Nilakina treatment that he gave him in that in the 2021 year. Um, I don't know why if you're not gonna like give him any extended run, whatever. But like you got to give Sims more run. You said like he basically said that they were open to playing three centers. Now that the rotation's fully healthy. I think you gotta fully commit to that now, especially when Hartenstein's not giving you anything, or even don't even commit to Hartenstein. Just play Sims, like just play I just Sims. Played, it made no sense to play three centers against Portland, but then play two centers against the Grizzlies, who have like four centers. Like they were able to play um, Jared Jackson Jr. They played Stephen Adams. They played Brandon Clark. Uh, Santiago Aldama. He's like a six ten, like. Stretch yeah, just, weird wing big combo ish yeah. thing. So like I don't understand why you aren't playing Sims. Cause they're playing three centers and we're not going small. We, I think we went small for like maybe two possessions in the fourth quarter and then mm-hmm. it didn't work. And then he went he immediately put Mitch back in as soon as Jacques came back in. So like I don't understand that reasoning. I don't understand that logic. I feel like Sims gives you more against Clark and Obi needed that help. Because again, Obi Toppin was literally getting slotted out. There was a play where Jaron Jackson Jr. just went right over the top of him. I was just like, "Yeah, tonight is not my guy's night." I mean, but... Yeah, again, but it hasn't been his month. It hasn't been his night for a month. I think he had a decent game offensively. He uses to break out a little bit, but still, yeah. like, uh, like I just look at Obi Toppin, and I'm like, again, I don't see like he's a uber athlete i'll give him absolutely that he's tried really hard in terms of like being able to get to a passable oh level my gosh and i just saw this play that andrew wiggins had on top of gobert timberwolves is a nasty team whatever we think about the knicks i'll say this whatever we think about the knicks just let's, Listen, let's, let's be glad we didn't give up a whole bunch of picks for some dude that's going to cripple our team and they're going to treat one of the next year because there's no way they're running back that team 
Like, so whatever we think about the Knicks, let's just be happy dude, we're not the Timberwolves. Again, like, y'all don't understand. It could be so much. Like, you could be the Chicago Bulls right now with DeRozan's your best player, and you gave Knockney's Levine $215 million. And Lonzo Ball hasn't played a minute for you yet. He has no timetable. And again, you gave him $80 million. And he has a team option in the fourth year. And Patrick Williams is your fourth overall pick, and he's not giving you anything. And then they traded for Vucevic with two first-round picks that are going to be both probably top eight. Yeah. It could be worse, ladies and gentlemen. Worse. It could be so much worse. But, much worse. yeah, back to the Hardenstein point and the OB point. Like, I feel like those men have kind of lost us the game. And I just do – like, I like when OB topping gets a little bit of run. Tonight should have been a quick cook. Tonight should have been a quick cook. It should have been Sims. It should have been more like Grimes and Cam, if you could do the three and the four, because they were playing small. Like, they weren't, like, really playing really, like, huge wing lineups. You saw, like, Jake LaRavia and Roddy Davis play, and those guys are, like, 6'5", 6'6". And, and you, they're you rookies. Yeah. And like, they're rookies. Like, what are we scared of? Yeah, so I, I would like to see more, like, less contractually obligated minutes for Sims, or not for Hardenstein. Definitely should have played Sims, especially because, like, you needed that pick-and-roll defense against Jaw. And, yeah. But, like, yeah. but, again, like, the coaching was such, like, the coaching was okay tonight. I feel like the coaching yeah, was okay. It wasn't something that I'm, like, screaming at my TV about, like, yeah, other like, games. Ultimately, the moves, the moves that were made were fine. The, the offense is really just, like, A.O. Brunson bail us out. And he's been doing it. So, like, eh. Uh, like this is a loss where I'm just like okay like they lost they should have lost this game but the process tonight was really good I feel like they're like I'm not really looking at wins and losses for the rest of the season I'm looking at like who are the guys who are playing the way they should be playing and like again it's been Brunson it was Mitch it was Grimes it was Cam it was IQ before he got hurt uh we can talk about that as well he had a he came up being able to sort knee so hopefully that doesn't last too long but like if they're missing IQ for like a stretch. That's going to be really rough, but that might give a chance for Juice McBride to do something. So we'll see how that works. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the process tonight was overall really good. I feel like defensively could have been better, but they weren't like as atrocious as they were. And if the first half shooting matched the second half shooting in terms of effectiveness, I feel like they would have won this game. So hopefully the shooting, the shooting regression probably has some positive regression. But, yeah, man, like, when you shoot 10 to 30 and you're shooting, the percentage of the season is going to go up. That should tell you how, like, rough this team has been shooting the basketball. Yeah, I mean, what is the, what are the Knicks? Last in... 30th. They're 30th. Last in the league in three-point percentage. Oh, yeah, I forgot 30. Uh, it's only 32, 32. They lost the ball. Yeah, they're last. Oh, yeah, they're last. It, 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 it's bad. Rough. It's, it's bad. Rough. I mean, we shot, what, 10 for 30 tonight? Which is a good game for us, apparently. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, well, I'd even mention the officiating tonight, which I also thought was somewhat of an issue. Um, uh, it wasn't that bad. I, it, was, it wasn't yeah. as egregious as the Portland game, but I think it was still bad. Like there was a play literally when John Morant went went for like a half back dive and he dove into like Knicks defenders that were just like standing up like this and they gave him two two whistles. There was another play where Mitch blocked him cleanly on that like weird angled like floater he was going for. They gave him two free throws for that. We lost. We didn't have another challenge, which I think the rules should be changed. Where if you win the challenge, you, you get it back for another one. I think get another the, one back. The logic has been like they don't want to slow the game down, but like that, like the NBA games are too close in the last five minutes to do something like that. Like if yeah. you do the challenge, you have to be or like if you have the challenge, you're allowed to use the challenge in the last two minutes again. Like that should be something like that, where like maybe it's not happening five minutes in, but two minutes in. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, the the the, the officiating was 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 inconsistent like there were times where like we should have got a foul but they got a foul like stuff like that it, but it wasn't as bad as the portland game where like jeremy grant was like basically not getting touched and he was getting whistles um but yeah 
I feel like the most like egregious play though was like when Brunson went for that floater, got whacked, got the ball back, got whacked again, and then oh yeah, no oh my gosh, yeah, he should have got whistled. He should have got whistles there, but he know. got he got whacked like three separate times, and they called no call. It was a no call. But then like you breathe on Jaw, and then like it's a foul. But like I can't even complain that because he still got twelve. He got twelve free throws. Like Brunson yeah, for I'm all gonna... of, like for all of the like. Chastity we give the refs like Brunson's has been getting like a bit of a superstar whistle lately. Yeah, he, he, um, he has he has a star whistle basically now. He has a star whistle. Yeah, right I, I think he's getting some, like he's getting to the point where he's getting he's like good for at least like it's about time we finally have someone that gets one. Like when we know, Mello, like, Mello Mello star, he didn't even get whistles. Like that was so yeah, annoying. It was, it was nasty. So like I feel like he's still getting that respect from the refs. Uh I'm I would be I'm actually curious to see how much free throws Mello was getting with the Knicks. So Mello's Career high of free throws with the Knicks was seven point six in the uh in the uh 2012-2013 season. So of course seven point six. But in Denver he was getting nine. So like that's a drop off of nearly like two free throws a game, which is wild. Yeah. And about the end of it, he was only getting like four or five. Yeah, it was really bad towards the end of it. Like <sighs> oh well, you know, it's good to have someone that gets calls now. Yeah, I, I can't complain. Like, I think uh, I actually want to see like his last couple of games. I feel like he's got like a lot of, yeah, 12, it's definitely helping nine, him get to the 30 ball now, quicker. Yep, 12, 9, 6, 4, and 8, the last five games. So, yeah, he's, he's getting that star level whistle, which is good to see because it's about damn time. Yep. Uh, I'm Hawkeye 420. Whoa, where'd the comic go? Oh, there we go. I've seen enough of Hartenstein. If Dibs isn't going to use him, get some picks for him. Dallas could use him. Sim should be the backup in the system. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty I, much. I just, like, Dallas is bad vibes right now, by the way, which oh, is it's, hilarious. It's, it's wonderful. Can we get that pick? <laughs> oh, bro, I'm telling you, Steve Bill is really cooked up. He's chefed up with that new. He knew they wasn't going to pay no minorities in Dallas. He knew it. I can't even say that because they paid Tim Hardware Jr. We can um, but yeah, like he, he knew, man. That 2019 pick, ugh, Grimes, 2021 pick will come through, be like top 15. <sighs> yeah, they're now Steve Mills did one good thing for this franchise, and I'm gonna thank him, I'm gonna give him his flowers for that one. And it's fuck him otherwise. But he he cooked up with that person, good he chefed up with it, and they got him in hell too because they can't trade any picks. 10 out of 10, master class trade. Wow. Shout out to Steve Mills. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with this comment fully. I mean, if Hartenstein is going to be used the way that, you know, people envisioned him and the way that, you know, people anticipated him being used and, you know, the way that he was used in the Clippers, then yeah, just trade him, get something for him and use yeah. Sims, who fits what Dibs's philosophy is for um, this type of system. Yeah, I, I just... It, it, again, there's a, there's a disconnect between like the coaching and the front office vision of this team, and it's like if you thought like you gotta like talk to you gotta talk to dudes like there's no way you were gonna put Hartenstein to a system and make him play drop. <laughs> like Hartenstein literally does two things really really well. He passes really well, and he's able to get others involved really well. And he's not doing anything of the sort. He's averaging less than an assist per game. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we... Like, how is Hartenstein averaging less than one assist per game? And I know that assists aren't like the make-all-be-all playmaking, but it's also like... He was averaging much more in on the Clippers, right? He was averaging literally like two and a half. So, like, it clearly shows the lack of offensive personnel, the way to use him. And if that was how you were going to use him in the first place, you might as well have just kept Sims and, like, stashed the money. Yeah. Could have gotten another wing. So I'm just – I don't know. I just – I would like to see personnel be used correctly. Um, but if you're not going to use it correctly, then just, yeah. like, get something for him. Yeah. Like, you could absolutely send him to another team and you could get, like, a second round pick for him. I'm not worried about that. But speaking of personnel being used correctly, we haven't given Canvas flowers yet because Cam was huge in that fourth quarter. Definitely. And I do feel like the rigidity that Tibbs has in terms of like guys like Hartenstein, it works so well for Cam. 
because yeah, someone that needs that structure, that discipline. Dude, like Cam's processing has been significantly better since he started getting regular rotation minutes. Like that play where he basically catches the ball on the left wing, pump fakes, drives, and then like Euro step figure rolls it off the basket. He does not make that play last year. He pulls up from 12 feet, tries to get a mid-range shot. Definitely. That play, that play last year where Mitch misses the free throw, RJ Barry gets the offensive rebound, Cam Reddish is at the top of the key. Instead of taking the shot, he finds Mitch Robinson open again underneath the basket, free throw, um, and one. Like, again, Cam Reddish doesn't make that play the first three years of his career. So it's hard when the rigidity for some of these players is really good because somebody like Cam Reddish is going to literally stay in the league because of Tom Thibodeau. Because Cam Reddish is on his way to Kevin Knox territory, Josh Jackson territory, and now he's like he's going to get himself eight triggers. So, yeah, like, Cam Reddish played really well tonight. I don't think he should have closed down the stretch. But then again, I can't get mad at him closing down the stretch. And so far, like, again, like, another strong game from him, 11 points in his first game coming back. Uh, I think he's at, like, nearly 10 points on the season, really efficient as well. Like, he just – he makes this team go. Uh, he's not the greatest shooter in the world. I expect it to tick up a bit. But, like, his ability to finish, he's playing like he's 6'9". He's finally playing the way he's supposed to be playing. And it's like, you can't complain about that. And, again, you have to attribute that to Tibbs because Tibbs is giving him a role, giving him a structure that he wasn't going to get Atlanta, and he's playing dividends for him because I think he's going to be back next year. I, I think they keep him. So it was he. I think Tom Thibodeau probably salvaged that trade. So like we talk about how Hartenstein has been salvaged. So like, he probably salvages his job too. Yeah, like the problem was like people. I clown that trade. Like we clown that trade when it happened. We're like, what the hell is Cam Reddish going to do in this team? Turns yeah, because I didn't envision him getting minutes, but yeah, and now he's getting minutes, and it turns out Tom Thibodeau is like really good for someone like Cam Reddish, and I think it's going to empower the front office to make a lot of Cam like trades. Like you look around the league, there are a lot of young players who aren't in the right situation right now. Pat Will, Pat Will, Jacob. Like Cam Thomas, if you want to get like that wild, but like you look at those guys, you're like, yeah, the Knicks could definitely like maybe scrounge something up, maybe trade some salary and like get those guys in the system. And like maybe when they're trying to make their future moves, at least have some dude on the contract for like maybe two more years who could just like soak up and be ready and learn how to play in a system like this and like salvage value out of that. So like it's a good theory. I like. I would like to see more of it. Everything's done. good in theory. Yeah, I know, I know. But at the same time, like, it absolutely. With this coach here too, it's like. I know, I know. Given it's give and taketh with Tom Thibodeau. Um, but for Cam Reddish, Tom Thibodeau has been a godsend, and I feel like you could say that for the first year in the tip system, he's usually a godsend for everybody. Yes, it's when players are either players or the the team as a whole is ready to move past it. That's when things yeah. become challenging, as we're seeing with this team currently. Um, Hawkeye420 also says it's time to send D Rose to Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, D Rose is still getting minutes. I it's beyond me, but I can't I can't complain about his minutes tonight. I feel like he played. No, they fine. were like they were like charity minutes, but like still, it's like eleven minutes that you could have given to Deuce or more minutes that could have gone to quickly because quickly played like what six minutes in the first half. Like that was insane. He played nine him. minutes in the first half, and then. Got no, he hurt. Oh no, never mind. He only, yeah. He only had. He we hurt. only played nine minutes for the game, so like. Oh, yeah. I think he like immediately got on and then like got hurt, so like, and then he came out. But like, yeah, I, I just, I, I did not want Derrick Rose on the team, and I feel like he's been fine, but he hasn't done anything to the point where you're like, yeah, you know, like Derrick Rose deserves these minutes. He needs these minutes. Like he's giving him charity minutes. We don't need that. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand why you're not playing Deuce. Like. This has shown that when he's on the court, it's productive. Like he's not giving you something like spectacular offensively, but like he's not also getting in the way, which I feel Derrick Rose does. Um, also, like Derrick Rose had this pass where like he looked like he was drunk. He passed it to Obi when Obi was almost out of bounds. Yeah. Obi had to like catch it and then like toss it out, and I think it was like almost a turnover. Or it was a turnover. Yeah. Like I don't know what's up with Derrick Rose, but he just doesn't. Have I, it I just like it, he's fine. he's old. Like. Let him be old. Like he's old, you know, that like he he's coming back from injury. Like you could have ran him off of the season. I would have been okay with that. Like it's it's a matter of just like, you know, 
thank you for that season in 2020, 2021, where like you went crazy in that playoff run, but like you're not that guy anymore. You already had another injury with your ankle, and now it's just like it's, it's over. Like so again, like he's probably gonna get injured again, and then like you'll see Deuce get those minutes that he deserves. And realistically, I feel like Deuce minutes would have been effective tonight because like their big thing is guard defense. Because they have a bunch of guards we need to like strap up on. And I feel like you could have put him on Jaw for a little bit, or like you could have put him with Tyus Jones, or even like Dylan Brooks. You could have been able to do something more. But hopefully, hopefully this is like a side of things to come. Um, all right, let's see what else we have. So Jordan Bobby. Brunson is still him. RJ, he had a good bounce back game, but he needs to keep up having a good game back to back. Definitely agree there. One of the Mitch, one of Mitch's best games of the season. Number 30 had a near triple double with usual bad defense. Yep, pretty good summary of tonight's game. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree on the RJ point. Um, definitely needs to keep having these good games back to back to back. Keep get that consistency going because it's definitely gonna help. It's gonna ease things for um Brunson and ease the easiest things for the rest of the team as well. Especially when he's making those good reads off those drives, definitely helps those shooters. You know, if they like, uh, that's the that's the thing I feel like that's part of the like when a team is like learning to play with each other is like learning where each other's gonna be and stuff like that, and learning each other's spots. And I feel like if RJ starts yeah. to like really trust where he knows players are going to be, then he'll do better job of um, passing out of those re- those those drives and making those right reads. So, yeah, definitely. And again, um, like. We forget, but it's only game 20 in the season. So, like, it's a matter of like, you guys are still learning how to play with each other. So, yeah, like, this is going to take a little bit of time. But, like, I think you're starting to see it slowly. But sure, I feel like Brunson started to, like, amass the reins of the offense now. And that's what you want to see him do. So, it's it's coming along slowly. I do feel like there's more this team can do. And I do feel like they are dead in the water. So, I think there will be some improvements as the season keeps on checking. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ace Bouchard says this is probably the first acceptable loss of the season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said when I when we first started, I, this was probably the most palatable loss this year, and it's probably going to be the most palatable loss this year because it was basically a shootout, and like our best player had the ball in his hands down the stretch, and he just couldn't get good looks to drop, and that's, I mean, you can't really get mad there, like. That was that was the best outcome at the end of the game, to be honest. I mean, for what we got. But yeah, I mean, I can't really be I'm not that mad at the I'm not really mad at this loss, to be honest. Like I, I enjoy I thoroughly enjoyed watching this game, especially watching Brunson take over. I mean, I, I, I enjoy watching him take over in the fourth quarter. Um although I would like a little more probably offensive creativity, but I'm not gonna get that with a, a Tom Thibodeau team. But yeah, it's just it's basically just give Jalen Brunson the ball and like everyone else get out the way, um, or figure it out. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, it, it really just the fucking Jalen do something offense, and it's been working. Like that offense, it has. It's it's gonna get into the All Star game, so like hey, and you know that he can scale down if he needs to. So like, I do think being able to see how far he can scale up matters for this front office. It matters a ton because like, he's the guy right now. He is the number one option. He is the facilitator. He is the dude for this team. And seeing how far him being the dude for this team matters, especially if you're going to invest in him long term. So, like, I think we I think we all know at this point, like, the Knicks aren't holding picks for the sake of being, like, fucking Gola with my precious. Like, they want a star. So it's a matter of, like, see, like, how much does Jalen Star Brunson give you right now? And then when he inevitably has to shrink his role down, because you know he can, he played next to Luca, so that's not even a question. Like, how much can he wrap it up? How much can he ramp it up before he has to wrap it down? It's like a really big thing they need to answer. And I do like the fact that they like are enabling him and allowing him to do that. Definitely. Um, Brian says, thank God Grimes and Reddish both played tonight. I wasn't going to be surprised if Reddish didn't play. I, yeah, I wasn't going to be surprised if one of them, honestly, um, I mean, since Evan Fournier has been sat down, I really wasn't going to be, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting either of them to like really sit. I think they were both going to get minutes. I was just, I think I knew Deuce was going, I knew Deuce and Sims weren't going to play basically. 
Yeah. Like as much as he loves Sims and as much as he loves giving Sims an opportunity, I knew that he was going to like stick to the rotation the way it was before um with Grimes just in for um Fournier. Yeah, I, I didn't really worry about like Kim and Grimes both not, like one of them not getting minutes. It was a ten man rotation and he runs a ten man rotation. Like Tom Dodo at his core wants to run ten men. So like I wasn't worried about that. I don't know, I think that felt a little overblown to me. People were actually like, you know, he might do it. You know, he's been running nine man. They're like, he's running nine mans because people were hurt. So. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, he was running nine mans because the team was was hurt. So I wasn't, yeah, I really didn't expect. I know, like, people were trying to, I guess, like, tamper their expectations for Grimes and Reddish both playing tonight. But I expected both of them to play. It was just a matter of, my, my questions were always about, is Sims going to continue to be a staple in the rotation? And seems so far tonight he's not but maybe after hopefully looking at the game three times dibs can realize that you know sims and hartenstein it doesn't have to be as rigid as this person is in and this person is out completely it can be hey this matchup requires this so we are going to play this person tonight over that person and you know it's nothing personal to either player but just you know that's how most teams work i think it's just like a matter of staggering and like what's the word i'm thinking of not by committee but just like i think you do be by committee kind of by kind of like by, by committee yeah. but also like matchup based that's what i'm thinking of matchup yeah. based okay yeah uh this is an interesting um tweet that i see from Schmielk on twitter shout out to Schmielk. uh question for Knicks fans not taking salary into consideration at all rank these players one to six in terms of which you would want most to have in your team in the next four years with one being the player you want most, six least. So it's the young player. So RJ, OB, IQ, Grimes, Cam, Mitch. Oh, yeah. I'm just seeing the tweet right now. Um, uh, I could probably I, – I could do that. Uh, I might just tweet it out, and then, like, we'll talk about it. Uh, while you're doing that, I will get on to our next question – or not question, my next comment. Um yeah, JL says Hartenstein over Sims is contract politics. Sadly, it's not changing unless he is traded. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not going to use the guy right, then just trade him, honestly. Yeah. Like, Sims yeah. Sims is the backup center that Dibs, like, wants. wants it. He wants it. Like, he clearly wants to play Sims, but he cannot play Sims as much as he wants to. Because him. they just paid Hartenstein. Because they just paid Hartenstein. And it's like, again, how are you so disconnected from that? It's a constant thing with this, with this team. I just don't understand how you can be like, that disconnected. On so many play, moves. He doesn't want to play Fournier because he wanted Bullock. He doesn't want to play Hartenstein because he wanted Sims. And both times, you could argue he was right. Like, Bullock... I mean, yeah, for his system, it, that's, yeah. Like, it, that's how he runs and, things. Like, he though. clearly has a system. So it's like, I don't know how, if you're going to keep Tom Thibodeau as coach, like, I'm not saying give him input in free agency decisions, but you need to be able you to... You kind of got to, like... You got to be able to, like... Yeah. Yeah. He's got to understand because, like, they've drafted around his system. IQ, Obi. Like, Obi was the only pick that they didn't make for his system, but he was their lotto pick. And otherwise, Grimes for his system, Sims for his system, Deuce for his system. Hell, you could argue Keels. Keels is a defender first. First and foremost, Keels is a defender. He's 6'4 and built like a linebacker. Like, built so it's a matter of like. linebacker is very nice, by the way. I know. He's built like Kevin Belchman. Anyway, but like. Yeah, like, so they're drafting for, like, players that would fit his system, but their free agency has been completely different from what he wants, and it just kind of feels really confusing about everything. So, ah, uh, that, that's something that, like, I want to see that persist into next year if Tom and the front office are both here, especially with this draft, which is going to be, again, the most loaded draft in a generation. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, before we get to that Shmi comment, though, uh, there's a comment by Brian in chat where he goes, who do you see being traded this season? I don't think anybody gets traded this season. I think... Hopefully Rose and Fournier, honestly. I, I think that happens next year. I feel like at that point, Fournier is expiring. Uh, Rose probably won't get traded because he could just like... They could use his salary if they need be, and if they don't need to, they could just waive him because he doesn't. Call, he's a team option. So like, I don't see them really getting traded. Uh... I think again, I just we don't give Rose his like charity rest. They'll be like, thank you for the month, thank you for the memories. 
you're washed, whatever, get out of here. I don't see anybody in training, though, but, like, talk to me at draft time. Because that's when I think there's going to, like, the big consolidation is going to happen, because they're going to make picks in this draft. They're not training up what they did last year. They're making picks this year. Hmm. I hope so. If they have a lot of talent. If they have three first round picks this um this upcoming draft, which is very possible given the way the Wizards have been playing and given how atrocious the Mavs have been, which again, job less. Uh I expect to see some some picks, and I do feel like they're going to highlight some dudes. And you'll find out what dudes they probably highlight when our draft stuff drops. Draft Strickland is coming. All right, there's some draft strickland teases right there um let's see okay for 20 feels like we keep repeating ourselves with regards to shooting these last couple years if not a decade is it personnel coach slash players issue with this group why should we expect a regression because they've been good shooters the last two years is it spacing why is shooting a chicken or egg situation with new york i mean last year they were like 10th or 11th in shooting they were decent Granted, Fournier was playing, and they did lose Allie Burks in the, um, the offseason, but at the same time, like, they were decent at shooting. And again, Brunson is a decent shooter. IQ and Grimes, those guys can shoot as well. Regression to the mean is coming for those guys. Yeah. I mean, so I regression think, to the mean is already coming for IQ. Like, he's been on it yeah. lately. Sadly, he got hurt, so. Yeah. Do we'll I think they'll be, like, there. 15th and higher? No, but do I think they'll be bottom? Bottom? No. Bottom five. Yeah, I think they'll be like closer to like maybe 23rd, 22nd. And I feel like that's okay. But yeah, I mean, with Grimes, when the regression to the mean comes for him, that's going to be huge for our shooting because uh, oh. he, he was a sniper last year. I mean, he, the percentages really don't say that he was a sniper, but like he was pretty good for a rookie. He, he, was, and... he was 40%. He was 40% on volume. Yeah. And then he got hurt towards the end. But, like, before that period where he got hurt, he was, like, at 40% on good volume. And he's coming. He's still, get, again, getting his feet underneath him. But, like, he ended the season shooting 38%. And, again, that was after that game in uh, where he, like, got hurt in the Miami game. And then he came back and he, like, really slumped. But before that, he was shooting – when he got rotation minutes, he was shooting four, uh, 40% for three. So, yeah, he, he's going to be just fine. I would not worry about Grimes at all. And yeah. IQ as well. I think they'll both be fine. I think RJ will even start shooting. I don't think he's going to shoot sub 25% like he's been shooting. So yeah, there's I, like I think, no way. There's no way that he can continue shooting like that because that would just be really bad. And he would have to train, he would have to change the shot diet to a DeMar DeRozan shot diet. And, you know, do we really want that? He can't even do the Marta Rosen shot diet. Yeah, he can't hit better in shots. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan Bub says, uh, Luke is going to look good orange and blue. Claim it. Absolutely. We're, I'm here. Right I'm now. hearing there's a lot of he- head hanging over there. There's a lot of sighing over there. Yeah. You saw, it is you just saw the bad vibes <laughs> in Dallas. So, you know, uh-huh. we know Luca grew up wearing a, a Knicks jersey. So, you know, he's a fan. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Like, I feel like they have a, into existence. They got it. They have a trade. They have a trade lined up because they have they have all their picks next year, and they don't have a bunch of expiring salaries. Unfortunately, they're not going to be able to do it immediately. But like, dog. Then again, you have to think about it. Like, the Knicks are going to be in that conversation as well. They and, always will be in the conversation. So. Like, it's just a matter of you know completing the conversation. Do you want? Get, do they get like Gobert? Nah. Do they get like Carl Anthony Towns? No. Do they go for Zach Levine or some shit? Like. Oh wow, this is interesting. JL says RJ post All Star break last year was getting more free throw attempts per game than Melo ever got in a season with the Knicks. That's was, crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he got more in that maybe that Heat game. Like he had a couple games with like. He was just going crazy with the assist to, um with the uh, free throw attempts. I want to see like how much Melo got. You smack Duke like that, you. Yeah, yeah. The, the wow. Duke is Coach K ain't there no more to save him. It, it's still over. got a pretty good record, but man, Purdue really. 
it's Zach Eady was moving like that? All right. Um, Hug Life, did RJ lose his agility after BBL surgery? Dude, he looks like he's moving in my lap. I don't know what he was thinking by bulking up. Dude, like you are literally. He needs to go back. Short. He needs to go back to the Duke, the Duke size. Like he the was bounce really was stupid. Pound, he was pound for pound one of the strongest players in the league last year, and he decided I need to bulk up. He's probably like two forty. Like he's huge for whatever reason. Like you did, you need to play at two twenty, bro. I miss his Duke athleticism. I really do. I miss his athleticism. Period. I mean, I missed the Duke. I listened to him. Like someone put a clip of like his Duke highlights the other day, and I was just like, "Yo, that like the bounce was crazy, like compared to what just, it is now." And that bounce would literally give him so much more. Touch. It helps so much with like the elevation at the rim. He doesn't have to like I, force things. He go over the top of dudes. Like I, I don't know why he wanted to bulk up so much. Like again, and that's why Drew Hanlon is on surveillance because there's no way as a coach you're like. Or as a trainer, you're like, yeah, dude, you're already really, really strong. You should bulk up. <laughs> you should be the Incredible Hulk this year. <laughs> yeah, we just watched her walk around like this, and it's how you get into the paint. You just <laughs> two free throws. Yeah, just someone's flash. gotta, someone's gotta like get him down in weight. Like, like he just doesn't he, need to be that big. Like, like, oh my god! Especially if you're like, never gonna leverage it in the right way. Just go back to being athletic and like trying to go over the top of dudes he, instead. He, he would be built like Josh Jacobs, bro. Like, what are we doing here? Um, did you want to address your um schmelk thing? Schmelk. Uh yeah. Let's do the schmilk thing because I tweeted about it. Uh so I got uh so it's one to six with all the young guys. I put IQ, Mitch, Grimes, Cam, RJ, Obi. Uh I think IQ, like his ability as a connector is just really strong. He's a good he's a great shooter, can get to the line at a really efficient clip. Like he just does everything so well on both ends, and if the shooting comes around, you're looking at somebody who's, like, touching 62 shooting while being a plus defender, plus passer, elite rebounder. So, like, I feel like that's a combination where a lot of teams would leverage that ability. Uh, Getting on to Mitch now, I feel Mitch is... Mitch doesn't do a lot of things, but the things that he does are elite. So, again, you're looking at elite shot blocker, elite finisher, elite rim protector, ETC, ETC, ETC. And he's a, his ability to switch on the perimeter, his ability to bang with bigs, his ability to like play a bunch of different coverages and schemes. He's not year three Mitch, where year three Mitch is basically like bouncing all around the place, but he still has that ability to like come out on the perimeter. He has that ability to bang with the best of them. He has the ability to clamp down. And again, you saw his help defense is elite. So I would probably put Mitch in a situation where like, if I were a championship, if I were, if I had a championship team, I feel like Mitch would be. Like at least a backup center who would get like 20 minutes a game, it would be pretty impactful. Uh, going on to Grimes, pretty self-explanatory there. Elite point of attack defender, three-point shooter, who has budding playmaking skills and has the ability to attack closeouts. That's what any team would want. Like you could slot that into any championship level team, and he would start for any championship level team, provided they needed the wing. Uh, Cam, I have Cam over RJ right now. If this is the way Cam plays, it's hard to argue that he fits on a championship. Like, I feel like you're in a situation where, like, Cam is touching, like, he's, again, you, Cam can be, like, a 62 shooting wing who, like, shoots a three really well, finishes really well, goes to the line, and just plays really good defense and can guard one to four and generates a ton of opportunities on both ends of the court. Uh, again, he had another steal today, but, like, he could average a block and a steal per game, really. So I think you're looking at that kind of situation there. Uh, RJ, if RJ buys into the role he's supposed to buy into, which is basically like you attack closeouts, you hit your threes, you play good defense, and you're able to move the ball, then I can like buy him long term, but I still think he's struggling to do that. And again, the offense has never been there for his career, so it's hard for me to project that out when it's never been there. But so far it's been there for Gam. It's been there for Grimes. It's been there for like IQ as well in stretches. I don't think RJ's Barrett has like has had a prolonged stretch of like offensive efficiency. So I would like to see that before I move him up further. But I feel like if he does have that, then you would put him like third on this list. The OB. What? 
championship team has an OB level, like an OB type player on it. Getting like mine in the rebuild, I did. Nasty, nasty. If you want my answer to this tweet, you go watch that. You go look at that thread. Every single player is there mm-hmm. except for Mitch because Mitch got upset and wanted to leave. So and we got Bull Bull and fucking Derek Lively. And was it all? What, oh, the Derek Lively that was one. Yeah, all. Wendell Carter. He left after a year, so we got Derek Lively. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just but, saying. I, I mean, you're not wrong, but my thing is like with Obi, like how many like championship level teams or high level playoff teams are running out of energy bigs. Who are okay-ish shooters, uh, and don't do anything as high as it's like cutting. I don't think he really has like a place on like a high-level team. I feel like he's a good player. He's a good story. At best, he tops as like a John Collins-esque type of player. But again, like they're trying to move John Collins because John Collins doesn't really do much. So well, also it's because John Collins is an idiot and thinks he deserves way much more than like. He is like John Collins is like begging for touches and stuff. Like Obi's not that type of dude. Like Obi's a good soldier. Obi's gonna buy into whatever role you tell him to buy. But the into. problem is like Obi's happiness is really limited in terms of like what he could do. In a I got Obi for a discount by the way in my rebuild. I got him for like eight years. Like I'm mean, not eight years. Eight mil a year basically. I was to say you got a three sixty dude. You got it for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got him for eight mil. Eight mil a year for like three years. What? Yeah. Wow, he really was like feeding to stay. Yeah, my man. My man once said, "I want home cooking, and I'm willing to pay. I'm willing to give up a couple million for it." He got a chip out of it, so you know it was all worth it. Crazy. He must have been like 46 at the end of that damn my career. God, that's wild. Um, all right, what? All right, it wasn't that old. (laughs) But anyways, um, let's see. Aaron Bender, really good stuff from RJ. But does he obs- absolutely need to be have to be in the closing lineup, even if he's snoozing while his man is getting offensive rebounds and he's getting cooked at the point of the attack? I think that's why we kind of yeah. said that we kind of you kind of have because I think RJ had like some some good moments, especially late in that fourth quarter too. I think it's so hard because I thought that you know everyone on the court was kind of doing something at the end of the game. But, like, I think Grimes would have helped it with that point of the attack stuff, definitely, which what he was doing um, in what he was doing in the first half. So it's really hard. I would have staggered lineups. I would have staggered with those three, with RJ, Cam, and Grimes, and, you know, stagger them through the course of the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I just... It's, it was, yeah. I I don't know. I, I feel that there's an argument for RJ Barrett on the court, but there's also an argument to like take him off a better defense. And like I, I can't get mad at him being on the court, but I can also understand people who wanted to see like Grimes instead of him. That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> ZMP three two three. Drew Hanlon is a fraud. Isn't a coincidence that IQ and Obi have grown a ton since twenty twenty one, and and they spend their summers in New York City. Yeah, well, RJ, you just gotta you gotta spend summer in the towns, dog. You gotta spend summer in the towns. Nah, he want to go back to Mississauga or whatever, bro, and fucking stick he, it he, up. He be in he be in he be in Florida and like Los Angeles with um Drew Hanlon. You gotta stay in the towns, dog. Stay in the towns. My my guys, IQ, Grimes, Obi, they all stayed in the town. Sims stayed in the town. No, I, Grimes stayed in the town. Grimes, Grimes went to um, Memphis. Grimes, yeah, he went to Memphis with Penny, but he was also here in New York with those guys too, prepping for a summer league. Uh, you're fair, fair but like, he, so he spent he spent a good portion of his summer still in here in New York City. So I'm saying, yeah. RJ, you got to spend time in New York City in the summer. It's good vibes over here still. You know, it's not you know Florida or California vibes in the summer, but you know, still I mean, good vibes. But you man, know. forget that. New York better than Florida or California in the summer. Let's be real. Let's be real, dude. <laughs> Better than Texas, too. I'll give you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Suck out here, man. It's New York. But yeah, summer. RJ, you got to spend time in New York City in the summer. Spend time with the guys, IQ, OB, Sims, you know, Grimes. Get right get, with the boys. Get you a quarter water. Get you a snow cone. Yeah. With the, with, with the condensed milk on it. You need the condensed milk on it. If you don't get the condensed milk in your snow cone, you're slacking. That's for everybody in the chat. A couple of white guys in the chat. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Southside Jamaica. That's where I do it best. Let me put on, let me put on for Jamaica real quick. I'm crying. Yeah. 
Hit up the multiplex, bro. <laughs> I stay away from the multiplex. But yeah, you know what it is, man. You stay in the city. What's just saying you got nothing out there? Except for snow bunnies and racist oh bunnies. Don't gosh. go out there. <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta come to the boroughs. Yeah, you gotta stay in New York City. Uh, let's see. So next five games are... Someone pointed this out earlier so we can close things out. Um, Pistons, Bucks, Mavs, Cavs, Hawks, next five games. So Pistons, they're interesting. Maybe Kevin Knox revenge game, Alec Burke's revenge game. Now let me stop. Um, but now Pistons, I mean, I I've I've I haven't watched them lately, but I've been like slowly like looking at their box scores the yeah, last couple I... games because I knew they've been they've been playing recently a little bit better. They've been competing with teams. I will say that. Um, yeah, they're still five and seventeen, but they've been competing with teams, so we can't really sleep on them. We can't really sleep on them. Um, the Bucks, you know, Giannis, Holiday, they're, they're both back. Giannis, Allen, Giannis, Giannis had a great game the other day. By the way, I know, but he he been like, he hasn't oh, felt yeah. like he's been Giannis, which is crazy to say, but like, he's still a top, like he's still the best player in the league, but he hasn't felt like Giannis, which is weird. But yeah, I mean, um, Grayson Allen, we know that boy always. Oh wow, they got Pat Connaughton back. Oh lord. Oh. I'm already getting. I'm already getting flashbacks to what they did to us in MSG last year, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting Vietnam flashbacks right now, man. That game was. We already give up the three crazy, and they just got Pat Connaughton back. Grayson Allen is like he is killing it from three today too. Against bro, the maps, bro. They had he's got twenty two points. Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen gave us the whitest buckets I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it Grayson Allen just... is seven for eight from three tonight versus <sighs> the maps. Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> we're fucked. Oh, oh, that's nasty. Also, Drew Holiday is a scammer. Good lord, that man is a scammer. Like he's get he's literally just Marcus Smart. He's literally just Marcus Smart with a uh, with a ring and worse here. Like yeah, I mean that's what I'm really concerned about. I mean, and of course, okay, you know he'll bust out. He'll he'll bust out against us. So I'm not even more. Why why even say anything? Probably, um, but also like Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Giannis on the boards. The rebounding is going to be something that is. Some that's something that we we stink at. So that's something that's also going to be key in that matchup versus the Bucks, Mavs. I mean, oh, they, the Mavs real quick because like <laughs> they are bad vibes know, right now. They suck. Like I saw a stat where it was but like, they're also probably the team that like Reggie Bullock finally breaks out of his like cold streak out of against nah, us. Nah, nah, no way, no way. You're telling me teams break out against us in cold streaks? That's crazy, and that's bad. <laughs> But yeah, bro, they, they, I, I don't know what this roster does well. It's literally just Luka Doncic save us, but like, unless he scores yeah. twenty five, they don't even win. Like, bro, you could argue that anybody in the Knicks rotation right now would be their third best player. Yeah, I mean Jalen Brunson, <laughs> he was their second best player, and I mean they are missing him direly right now i i honestly do not understand why they didn't pay him bro like mark cuban really fumbled it and jalen wasn't an all-star and then they couldn't they they convinced their fans that this this iteration of the team was junior coming back with like a free agent acquisition that's when you know your team ain't shit if you gotta talk about dudes coming back from injury as free agent acquisitions you're fraudulent you're a fraudulent fraudulent front office and you deserve every ounce of bad luck that's going towards you Play to win, damn it. But yeah, um, the Mavs, we got them coming up as well. So maybe that's a game. I think we, 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 we always beat the Mavs. So we like, waxing them. And I'm talking I, to SJ on Twitter afterwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, Jalen Brunson, does he go for 40 against them? Oh, he's, it's he's be. been he's been mm. killing lately. Mm, it's they didn't want to pay him. Moves. I I think this game is at MSG, right? Yeah, it's at, it's at MSG. The only oh. thing that would be better if it's at AAC. But yeah, he oh. he might go for forty. Brunson might go for forty this game. He might, go and I 40. I might put in our parlay for like forty and like forty and ten. I think he might go for like forty and Man, ten. Man, he go, he gonna put in Mark Cuban in the crowd and be like, "This could have been you." He gonna look at Luca, give him the too small. 
like he could be throwing up a bunch of John Wall signs. We about to get a prime Brunson game. It's about to be, it's about to be special. I can't wait for that game. And then, yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. We got the Cavs. They Cavs don't hit twenty three. If they hit twenty three threes against us again, then we might be in trouble. But I do think that we could. I think they lose. I mean, we almost back. we almost won that game if it wasn't for that, basically. So. Like yeah. if they don't hit those crazy amount of threes, especially Kevin Love just going absolutely nuts in that game, then we probably win that game. Maybe, maybe not, or we don't lose as badly as we did. Um, and then we got the Hawks. The Hawks just recently they lost today, and they just lost after having a big lead versus the Rockets the other day. So they are reeling a little bit. So. Maybe a good time I mean, to pounce on them. We'll see how they do in the next couple of days leading up to our game. But I feel confident in that game a little bit more. Um, Trey hasn't been all that good this year, but that obviously didn't matter versus us because DeJounte Murray decided to have one of the games of his life. Tyler had a triple-double today. Interesting. Um, okay. 11-11 and 10. Whack-ass triple-double, but whatever (laughs) um but yeah i mean i i think we'll do okay in these next couple games i expect a lot of these games to be shootouts um as most knicks games have been recently which is annoying as hell but at least we know our offense can keep up with basically any other team in the league right now (laughs) the problem is the defense and really the offense is just jalen brunson and it's like we're telling him yo bro you're six one but we're actually you think he's six six could we put in the team with your shoulders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, Grimes shooting regression to the mean happens. Hopefully, Quickly's injury is not that bad. Um good loss, I would say, today. Hopefully, we have some good wins coming up. I'm tired of this win-loss, win-loss thing, though, or this win-loss, loss, win. Loss, loss, win, loss. Like I'm tired of just like the on and off winning and losing. Like just either start losing a whole bunch of games and like pick a direction, or just start winning a whole bunch of games. Like I'm so annoyed at this yeah. this structure of like when winning and losing. Well, welcome to being a 500 team. It's not going to get any better. It's annoying. I also closing words from Jalen Brunson: If I can walk, I can play. That's what I like to hear. Because if if you're on the court, that means like you're healthy. If not, if you don't feel healthy, get off the court. <laughs> Simple well, that's as that. Well, that's RJ Barrett's stomach. Anyway, yeah, that's it. Um, that's all we have for today's show. Shout out to everyone that tuned in. Shout out to everyone that left a comment. Um, make sure y'all check out everything stricken related in the description. Links to the merch, the Twitter the Patreon and the site, all great ways to support us. Check us out on Instagram now at the strict.land. We are on Instagram now, just in case at any moment, Twitter decides to self-destruct. You have another way to get your Knicks Strickland fix. We'll be back on Tuesday evening after the Pistons game. That should be a win. That is only one of three games that game that day in the NBA. Wow. Shout out to NBA scheduling, but yeah, we will be back after that game. Um, that is a 7 p.m. start, 7, 10 p.m. start, because, um, you know, the games don't start on time in the NBA. Um, but, yeah, 7, 10 p.m. start on Tuesday. We will be back then. Peace out. Make sure you all subscribe and leave a like.